Welcome to Odeshi, the Bulletproof Entrepreneur Podcast, episode 20. If you're ready to take your destiny into your own hands, you've come to the right place. This is Ordeshi, the Bulletproof Entrepreneur, featuring interviews with the most exciting and amazing entrepreneurs across Africa. Here's your host, Chi Odogu. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Thanks for tuning in once again. We're going to be talking to the GM of Price Check, a leading e-commerce company based out of South Africa with operations in South Africa and Nigeria and soon in Eastern Africa or Kenya to be exact. So Andre came on board. He shared a lot of wisdom and broke down a few things that we as entrepreneurs needed to hear because these days it's all about, you know, the overnight success stories that you read about in TechCrunch and uh, Mashable and Gigaum and every other channel, Tech Cabal and whatnot. So we, he really came and broke it down, what it means to be a success, especially in the technology industry. And I'm really grateful that he was able to spend some time with us. We, we, we talked about a lot of things, life, business, you know, where technology is going, where his company is going, what he does personally. So you're really, really going to get a great deal of insight from a very wise man doing an awesome thing in Africa. And with that said, yes, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone for emailing and checking in and seeing when I'm going to put up the next show. I do apologize for the delay in the uploads. That's, um, yeah, just going through a few changes and um, I needed some time to restructure and resort some things. But yeah, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, and I'll be bringing you your weekly dose of Odeshi every week, as usual, non-stop. So for those of you that found us organically on the website, odeshi.com, I thank you. For anyone else that's listening and you want to know where you can reach us, we're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Vibo, that's V-I-B-E-O-O.com, and any other website where you download your podcast content. So yes, we're everywhere. And also, don't forget to hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. You can get us on Odeshi4, Facebook also at Odeshi4, YouTube, just look for Odeshi or the Bulletproof Entrepreneur, and our page will pop right up. And that's it. So let us know your questions, your comments. If you have any suggestions or any um, guests you'd like to hear about, just um, shoot us. Just let us know how you're doing and how we can help you and help serve you to make your entrepreneurial journey a little bit less stressful and a little more impactful. So with that said, guys, let's take a quick word from some of our friends and then get on with the interview with Andre the Vets. Hey, we know you're a smart, savvy shopper, but you don't have all the time in the world to search all your favorite online stores for the best prices. Save yourself the time and energy by going to just one site. Price check. Price Check helps you shop smart and save money by bringing all the choices to you. With Price Check, you get to compare the prices of products from all your favorite online stores with just one click. It's that easy. So, what are you waiting for? Shop smart, save lots, use Price Check. Visit pricecheck.co.za or pricecheck.com.ng. See you there. Are you interested in increasing sales and driving higher profitability for your company? Do you want to reach over 50 million buyers and potential customers? Then 
head over to Conga Marketplace at Conga.com. Conga.com is Nigeria's largest e-commerce marketplace that provides millions of customers the ability to access a wide variety of products at very attractive prices. Showcase your goods and services and watch your business explode. Go to Conga.com, that's K-O-N-G-A.com, and sign up to be a seller on Nigeria's largest marketplace. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in once again. Today's guest is Andre Devet. Andre is the CEO of PriceCheck.co.za, the leading price comparison website and mobile app in Africa. Under Andre's leadership, PriceCheck has gone by over 700% in three years and in 2013 beat out over 100,000 apps to win the International App of the Year Award. A serial entrepreneur, Andre sold his first company at the age of 27, lost all his money at the age of 28, and subsequently went on to start and lead a string of successful ventures in Africa, Asia, and Europe. I'm pleased to have him on the line today to talk about his life, business, businesses, and many adventures. Andre, welcome to the show. Gee, yeah, thank you very much for uh, that introduction. Uh, it's very complimentary. But uh, yeah, an interesting uh, uh, question, you know, always is, is the way one goes with your background and specifically with the with the theme that we're discussing today about entrepreneurship um is i pull it right back uh even as far as as school uh while i was in school i was still thinking you know that that um i was i was happy i was lucky i was doing academically well i got accepted for med school uh but right throughout school strangely enough i think my entrepreneurial spirit came from my dad because he'd always stimulate me to, to 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 start something at school he the guys in school remember me as the guy that was walking around with my camera, and I, then I developed the photos and then resell the pictures back to the athletes or this or that, the next thing. And it didn't capture my, you know, I wasn't this, yeah, I'm going to do this money. It was ideas and thoughts that were being planted. And so I, I was going to do a career and go down that path until in my second or my third year of med school, I actually read Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. And all the lights went on everywhere. And I was like, at that point, I was slightly frustrated with medicine because I was like seeing this path that was ahead of me. It was just, okay, I'm going to finish my, 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 my degree and then I'm going to spend the next 15 years to pay back my student loan. And, uh, you know, then at that point in time, and all respect to people that have families, but then I'll have, you know, two and a half kids and a, and a mortgage and things like that. And when I get to 55, everything will be paid off and I'll be happy, but I'll be old. And um, I wanted to then started going started going into my own business as I as I, I in my in the end of my third year started going into businesses uh, a business selling stuff back to the students because I realized that students had a lot of money mm-hmm. and uh, from there on it's you know it's built through the years um, with different businesses you very correctly stated that um, I uh, had a business you know sold businesses when I was in my twenties then lost it all. Um, and those are very important lessons that one learns. I take a look at a lot of the young entrepreneurs, and you've seen my video or my talk that I had two years ago at a, at a, at a, at a, a thing called Net Profit. Mm-hmm. Is my, my my key there or my or my line on that in that talk was that uh, it takes 15 years to become an overnight success, mm-hmm. um, and that was one of my. Um, uh, mentors or just he was a he was a, a headmaster of a primary school that I went to and had been friends of our family and he'd come and every now and again he'd drop a really really uh, gem of a quote or, or a comment in. and when I stopped studying in med school he was there 
visiting my parents, and, and he said to me, remember one thing, because suddenly I was this entrepreneur, I was going to get rich overnight, and, you know, we, we build all these castles in the sky, and we're going to retire in a year and never have to work our lives. Um, <laughs> and, we, you know, we think it's going to be great. And, and an interesting aspect is, is you take a look at guys like Steve Jobs or, or Mark Zuckerberg. Mark has now had Facebook for 10 years. He's not stopped and said, you know, I'm now a billionaire. That's it. I'm finishing. In his character, and, and, and I'm, I'm, I must say his character really grows on me. I'm not a big one for um, taking a look at other people and saying, wow, I'd like to be like that or the next one. The, 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 the worship, you know, the, the following people is, is, is I think, everyone. personality. Yeah, you know, people are all the same. I give everyone the same credit. Mm. And uh, he's really grown. And why I say it takes 15 years to become an overnight success, it's the person inside of you. You've got to grow as an entrepreneur, as somebody that understands and learns and, and, and sees where challenges and opportunities are. And I find it now that the experiences that I've had over the last um, uh, you know, 15 or 20 years as an entrepreneur have been phenomenal. It's, been, it's, it's, it's truly exciting. Um, in, in one of my... Uh, earlier uh, documents that I wrote is also, you know, we've got this, this this world and this life, and you're only here once. There's no guarantee that it carries on afterwards. We all like to think and believe that. But there's no, you know, and if there is eternal life, you know, while you're here, let's at least take all the chances that we can get. Mm. Um, have a fantastic experiment with things. You know, uh, read, get out there, um, See how things fit together, and then take a chance. Mm. Yeah, it's okay to fail. Okay. That's the biggest, pro- biggest one of the bigger lessons, and we'll go through the discussion now. But it's okay to fail. It's okay to hit the wall every now and again. Okay. These things have to happen. You've got to break some eggs to make omelets. You know, yeah, to, right. to, to quote a cliche. Yeah. So, what were some of the early chances that you took right after um, school, for example? No, right after school, I went to go and do. Uh, I, I went to go and study medicine. So okay. they weren't. The, but where the, where the where the one big chance happened is uh, that I had had a, a student loan, um, and my mother's going to crucify me if, he, if she ever listens to this. <laughs> but I had a student loan in my third year, and it was June or July of that year, and. I, it was a pretty nice student loan, so I lived pretty well. And we'd, I'd met up with a mate of mine, and we went to a, a, a casino close by. And I don't gamble at all. It's something I don't do. I don't understand. It makes no sense to me. But we'd went to go and spend a, a, a weekend. And I, by the third of the month, I'd blown my whole student loan. So I was like, oh, yo, 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 yo. What am I going to do now? So I went to the bank, and I got a... Um, I can't remember if it was an overdraft or a credit card. and okay. it, 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 Something. So I got a, a credit facility. And where I was studying was about four hours' drive away from the main center of South Africa called, called Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. Jumping in my car and I drove through there, I'd seen a product in a market and met up with a guy that had sold the, the, the product. It was a bunch of very interestingly made jackets. And I bought them and I drove back to... Uh, the, the, the university I was at, and then started selling these jackets. Um, you know, the basis around any industry is if you can buy something lower and sell it higher, where there's a need and a demand. The mm-hmm. guys in the town I was studying at, 
um, there wasn't this big access to all kinds of new modern fashion. Okay. So I then went to take these things around to all the uh, student co- um, hostels um, and and said, these things are exclusive. Uh, you can only get them now. And, you know, doubled and tripled the price that I paid for them. And then suddenly I realized that, you know, at, it was probably about the same time I was reading the book. So it was at the near the end of my third year. And that that swung me around to this uh, this chance I took. I mean, I could have, it could not have worked, yeah. but it did. Um, it was it was a need that pushed me to that scenario. I was like, I can't. My parents know that I've got a student loan. I can't go to them for money. I've blown all my money. I can't eat. I can't eat, uh, you know pay the rent. Uh, I can't pay my student fees. What am I going to do? So jumped in, took a chance. And, uh, you know, that's probably one of the big, uh, the, the earlier ones that happened. Okay. Okay. So uh, I take it you made all your money back and did all the tuition? I did then, yes. Nice. Um, yeah. So, and paid the, paid the loan back, paid my tuition. But then, of course, I, 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 I ended um, my studies before I ended that year. Okay. Um, and started trading and putting things together. But then my dad said, no, 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 come back to you know, come back home. You've got to, you know, you cause you to. Longer story that, and, okay. and, and a different day. <laughs> okay, so you go back. Um, your dad tells you to come back, and then he puts you to work with one of his friends. And what happens? You start working with the guy, going to a nine-to-five corporate job, and you decide what? Because you you made an interesting switch from that job to doing something else, and it's the lessons of what you were doing and the something else that I want to pull out. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, well, it was exactly that. I was working at it. My, my dad said, no, 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 come, let's put you into, you know, obviously you're not understanding this thing. Come back, you know, put you in a job. And I was, it was nine to five and I was sitting in traffic for an hour every day and it was cold. And I, I was like, I gave up med school where I'm hanging around with all the students and the girls are gorgeous and I've got all the time on my, on my hands and all of that for this. No, something has to change. And I started going through the classifieds and looking for different business opportunities. Um, and there was an advert that caught my eye. Um, and as you correctly stated, it was an interesting uh, career move. I started selling encyclopedias door-to-door. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what were some of the lessons that you learned selling encyclopedias door-to-door? Because that kind of gives you like a whole bag of skills that... Um, one wouldn't necessarily get either in a corporate job or in school. See, the, 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 the lessons learned in that place still stand me in good stead today. It's, it's a funny thing that, um, uh, and, and, and I'll, I'll probably highlight for you three or four of them. Hmm. The first one is a lesson you learn when you knock doors. And this is something that I teach my salespeople and any entrepreneur listening to me now um, can really take this one to heart. What it mean, what, what it is, is we worked out or I calculated, and I'm going to use a figure just out of the out of the sky. Sure. Yeah, for selling the product, for every ten doors that I knocked, okay, so I'm walking down a road, and really you get a road, and you get given three or four roads for the day, and you've got to go and knock the doors. And how we used to do it is one person used to set up appointments, and the next day. And listen, remember this one, that the, the, the next day we make an appointment for my manager, okay? Mm-hmm. When you're selling something, always upsell to someone else. The upsell person to someone else, they don't need to be a manager. They just need to be perceived as that. Mm. So I'd go to somebody and say, you know, 
we, we, there was an interesting pitch we used. Um, and then we'd say, but you know what? I can't tell you more about it. How about I set up some time for my manager in the next few days? We are in the area. So see with that, that close, we're doing a takeaway close. We're only here for a few days. Mm-hmm. How about I set up time with somebody lo- that knows more? Mm-hmm. And then people think, I only have this chance now. And then they set up the appointment. So when you're selling an appointment, please don't sell the product. Only sell the appointment. Mm. You speak on the phone. Don't sell the product. Sell the appointment. That's the important thing is to try and get somebody. So that's one area. The next one is, so now we've got knocking doors. And I worked out in a, in, the, in every 10 doors, I could make, for example, $100. Yeah. So what one has to do is change your mind and say that every door that I knock gives me $10. Let me explain the logic behind that. Because if, if I walk down the road and I take a look at houses and I decide, you know what, this house is small, I most probably won't make a sale, and I don't knock that door. I've been surprised every now and again that they do. But if you knock every single door that is available, some people will not be there. Then you say, you know what? Thanks for that $10. I will take that. Somebody, you knock on the next door, and he's not either interested or relevant. You say, you know what? Thanks. I'll take that $10. Until at some other point in time, it could be the first door or the last door, somebody makes an appointment, and you're going to make the $100. That's the average over a couple of months that we worked out. If you don't knock those doors and you only knock two in the, in the, in the street, you're going to have to still get to the 10 doors at some point. Mm. Even if there's nobody in that street except one person, you're making $10 for And that's the same with any salesperson or entrepreneur is make the phone calls, see the people, go through the motions of all the amount of things because it's not the one deal that you sign that pays you. It's all of them. I was speaking to a friend of mine um, the other day, and she was saying that she's she, she's starting a clothing business. Mm-hmm. And um, she was saying, you know, I was showing my clothes to someone, but they didn't want it. I said, you know, in the sales process, we are all find an interesting position. Somebody plants the seed. Somebody waters the plant. Another one... Uh, um, trims the leaves and makes sure it grows, and a fourth person picks the fruit. So in a sales process, think about this. You might walk past the shop and see a pair of shoes and think, they're nice. Two days later, you walk past another shop, and you see the same pair, and you know, like, I really want them. Then two or three times, and then the fourth time you buy them, but it might not be at the first shop. Yeah. But you don't know as a salesperson or somebody that's dealing with a business opportunity, where in the, where, where, in the, where, where do you fit into the picture? Are you the first person or the last person? But you've got to be part of the, of the system to be able to do that. Okay. Now, so you've got to be in there. You've got to be busy doing things to be able to see who's going to, uh, where the deal happens. It's not going to happen on one deal. You've got to try as many as you can and, and, and constantly just, um, learn, 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 and try and be, try and be able to get. Make sure you knock the ten doors, because you are going to get paid. That's the one thing that will happen if you put in the effort. Uh, the, the 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 it's an intelligent universe it conspires to assist, help you. Um, if you take a look at it from a from a from a, uh, if you want to bring religion into it, where they say that God gives you a little to see what you do with a lot. 
The universe has to help you. That's the, you, you, quantum physics, and I don't, I'm not going to get into that right now. But the, the dynamic of quantum physics means if you take a look at something, it has to worsen. It, the way that you look at the world, the world will appear. Mm. But that's a quantum physics discussion, and not okay. for one year. Okay. But see your world as a world of opportunity, and it will become that. Okay. Okay. Great. So, personally, for me, what I took out of that was, A, you have to build up a tolerance to um, rejection and criticism. You have to stay persistent with what you're doing. And you also have to be able to develop skills in selling. Because most entrepreneurs think that it's actually just um, the pitching to gain funding or maybe getting customers down the road. But in the whole system of business and entrepreneurship, you're selling something all the time to everyone, be it your suppliers, your OEM, um, financiers, or whatever. So you have to build up a sales skill. Well, you know, I wouldn't say sales skills. Yeah, sales skills per se. But, you know, we're all selling something. Yeah. If you want to tell somebody that you're going to the movies, you're selling the idea that it's a good movie. Mm. All you've got to do is talk with conviction, and the rest will follow. And I'll give you an interesting example. Go and take a look at a Herbalife presentation. Okay. Don't. But, um, you know, when you go and take a look at it, the guys, they speak with conviction. They sell you a product that is overpriced. Um, it, it, it works for some. Um, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with the product, but it's most probably double or three times the price because of how the how the, how the, the system works. Mm. But they speak with such conviction that people are constantly doing anyway. Amway, all of all of these pro- these guys, it's pure conviction and belief. Um, I'm sure there are a tremendous amount of VCs or, or businesses in Silicon Valley that are getting money because these guys speak with passion behind. It. Yeah, they can see and understand it. This is where, one of the reasons we are so successful is that when I deal with clients and, 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 and we deal with um, uh, our merchants and people out there, we believe that what we're doing with Price Check right now is groundbreaking. We're out there changing how people look for and find product on mobile. It's not happening every, anywhere else in the world. Africa is a mobile continent mm. first, um, not even first, only. Uh, you take a look at, at, at Nigeria, you've got a million fixed lines and a hundred, just over a hundred million people on mobile. So there's less than 1% fixed lines in the country. Yeah. It's a mobile, it's a mobile company. Um, and the passion that we speak about things and how we're changing shopping habits by means of using mobile, it's, it's the passion that we go with. Um, and just one add to your thing is the handling of rejection is, is not so much, you don't need to handle rejection, just be prepared for it. Remember, if somebody rejects you, it's okay. Him saying no to something, something is spelled K-N-O-W. Mm. They just don't know enough. Okay. All you've got to do is tell people enough information, and they will swing around to your line of thinking. <laughs> That's great. I love that. That's great. All right. Mm. So you moved from there to, to what? You started this incredible venture when um, the dot-com era started in South Africa selling .co.za domains yeah. to people. Am I missing a step in between your journey? Because I want to go step by step by step. Was there anything in between that that we haven't covered? Uh, gee, yeah. <laughs> there are a few <laughs> odds and ends that, uh, you know, we, we, we dabbled at a point in time with uh, selling timeshare okay. uh, and used the door-to-door encyclopedia method. Uh, to sell timeshare, we we used to 
go to people in the street and get them to open a bag and draw a prize out of it. And you'd first do a survey and, and, and find out if somebody qualifies. If they qualified, they'd win first prize. If they didn't, they'd win second prize. And there was a clever way out of bag was used mm. to be able to, you can see, you know, we're all uh, scheming, making plans. So we sold a lot of timeshare. Um, we played around with, uh, ah, you know, odds and ends and business ideas and concepts. We took the selling encyclopedias to building an, uh, the, uh, an educational business where we teach, taught kids how to learn. Okay. This one grew very nicely, and this is the one that we, that we ultimately sold. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that, that I then moved from, you know, Johannesburg down to Cape Town. Oh, okay. That's interesting. So now what led you to leave South Africa for a while to go to other parts of the world? Uh, well, two things I'd, I'd, I'd kind of finished with, with um, uh, and sold out one company that I was busy with, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'd also then uh, taken a look at, um, uh, it was time to move. I, I believe it's very important. One of my guys that, that I love listening to is a guy called Jim Rowan. Okay. It's R-O-H-N, yeah. Jim, uh, Jim Rowan. He really is, is, is uh, as far as I know, some of the big guys like uh, Anthony Robbins. Um, trained with him, right? Trained with him, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he, strangely enough, trained with Napoleon Hill. Oh, wow. Out of his office. So that whole thinking all still follows the same, same, same pattern. Um, now, Jim Rowan always said, he said, you've got to leave your country at oh. some point for a while. You're finding the same thing now. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was it was to go and take a look at, 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 at the size of, of what is out there. What is the world really about? And when I speak to anybody that is finishing school right now, I say, if it is in any way possible, go and do a gap year. Okay. Pack your bags. Go. Go and find things. Go and work. Go and find that if you don't work, you don't eat. Or, you know, you've got to go become a waiter or, a, you know, pick fruit somewhere or whatever you want to go and do, work on a boat. Um, just get away. Just go and, go and break a little. You don't want to go from school to, to varsity. and um, uh, It opens you up to so many opportunities. I can take a look at it now and I look at how we handle business and the basis around it is, 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 is that I can understand the international way of doing things. I realized what was important then is we built a very great... Uh, very nice solution here of being able to deliver that was when it was still feature phone, but pictures and videos to mobile phones um, on MMS okay. long before the internet on the mobile phones app. We thought we were going to, we were making a lot of money out of it here, and we thought we were going to take it abroad and do the same thing. And then I realized the big difference there is that mobile wasn't as important or crucial for a entertainment point of view to somebody abroad. You walk around in England and there's a hundred magazine titles. There are, you know, 300 channels on TV. You've got three TV screens in your house, um, et cetera, et cetera. All of these things are there. You don't need a mobile. In Africa, most of the guys, the mobile phone will be his only access to a screen. Hmm. It's, that's how it's going to be, and it will always be. And that's the beauty about the, the, the sub-100 or sub-50 dollar smartphones that are coming, is now the guys can have a big enough screen to be able to find all this information on the entertainment. Mm. And that has taken a, a, a tremendous amount of my, 
my career and where I went is to understand that fundamental difference and be able to come back and use European um, ideas, but with an African flavor and very much an African flavor. I, I, I see a lot of ultra, uh, um, European and American thinking come into Africa and they're not succeeding because they're not thinking like the local guys. Are. Mm, okay. And so what were, now let's take that approach to your current venture, which is um, pricecheck.co.za. You step in to run the company, uh, what, four years ago? And over yeah. three years, you grew it by over 700%, which is incredible. So let's talk about some of those growth strategies you you saw overseas, you applied in South Africa, and you decided to further expand to Nigeria. Uh, Gee, I, the, the, the I, strategies and stuff that I saw overseas, I don't know if, <clears throat> if it's if, if the relevance of growing price check is, mm. is, has got to do about understanding more how things work in South Africa. South Africa. What is available or what is, you know, in Africa, what is available? What can we do with things locally? What's relevant to the people here? Mm. Why price check has grown is because we understand the local market. We understand that local search is important to people. In America, I can, or in the UK, you know, or either of them, overnight delivery is a possibility because the postal system works, courier systems work. Yeah, it doesn't help, it doesn't work that way. If it does, it's very expensive. Hmm. For you to get something from Lagos to Abuja takes a long time. It's not an overnight situation. We don't have this, the, the infrastructure to be able to do that. That understanding that, that it's there, we can do it, but that guys in South Africa or in Africa need something local they need, and they need relevant search. This is where we've been able to grow price check, is that people see that the search that they're looking for, why people are using our, 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 our mobile site, and, the, and, and the, the, we changed our site uh, late last year to completely be responsive so that you can use it on desktop, on tablet, or on mobile phone um, at any point in time. Yeah, so it all the experience is the same, and I can find. So there's not specifically an app. We do have an app, mm-hmm. but we find there's more traffic on on, on the responsive on, on our mobile phone directly to the website. Okay. Um, and that thinking to be able to take a look at that and understand that you know what you've got to localize your thinking, um, and, and that's probably the lesson that comes out of this, or, or, or the one that answers your question is that. You might have international ideas and thoughts, but if you don't localize, you're going to have a big problem. This goes for, goes for anywhere else in the world. Okay. If you take a, a, a growth um, of some of the big companies, um, a lot of them have gone into new countries, and, but they've learned quite fast and tried to bring in their own ideas. doesn't work. You've got to localize, but to think like locals. People are not stupid. They 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 they, they would like they, they want people to speak in their language, and the growth of price should works that way. And then the other very very important thing with um, price check and why it's grown so well is how you treat staff. Um, the the the, the, the I, passion and the and, and the direction and the and the enjoyment I have for price check and and what we can do with things and how we can change shopping and how we are are, are groundbreaking on mobile. That passion I carry with my staff every single day. Mm. Um, I share with them everything that's happening. I, 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 um, the, the whole basis around it is all my talking with them is let's do something, not 
let you do something, uh, let you guys go and do it. No, let us. Very important, let us. Let's go and do this thing. Let's break some, you know, break some eggs here. Let's let's try something new. And they all walk with me like like that, or I like to believe that. But it, it, it works, you know. We we went from five people. We're now uh, Nigeria included, uh, just over fifty people. Uh, still a smallish team, but um, you know, probably the fourth or the fifth most visited e-commerce site in in South Africa. Uh, you know, the biggest. Uh, uh, price search like this um, in the in the whole of Africa itself. Hmm. Uh, so we do that. Great, great. So let's talk a little bit about the opportunity to give your staff um, room to experiment and fail. That seems like more of an entrepreneurial trait, and you're in a big venture price check, which is part of the NASPAS group. So hmm. how does um, um, imbuing the entrepreneurial DNA make your company what it is? Well, Chiz, actually, in your, in your question is the answer, is the, is the entrepreneurial DNA is what makes it okay. um, what we are. We are, we've, we, we've give, we, we're given, um, and this is a, a, a very big credit on the script to is we're given the, the freedom to go and do things. We, 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 we have budgets and targets that we set, um, if it gets accepted, um, uh, you know, you have a very good, um, a, a big argument that you have to drive to, to be able to shoot, make sure that it gets accepted. Mm. You've got to bring your business case. But uh, Nuspash was built on entrepreneurial businesses. It was, it was uh, a printing company in South Africa that expanded into um, very, very successfully into pay TV. Uh, and then even second after that, and Chris Becker is, 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 is uh, was the driving force behind both of them, and, you know, to, to achieve two big things like that is phenomenal. In, and then went into the internet, but into China and to Asia, and an understanding of that market. They still say that the investment in Tencent is probably one of the best and cleverest investments of all time. Mm. It went from, I think, if I've got my facts correct, a fifty million dollar investment, which is now worth fifty billion dollars. Wow! Um, you know, in in, 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 in a ten-year period, I think even less. Yeah. So it, it, that investment, the, the, the return on investment is spectacular, and it keeps on growing. And this was that type of vision. Nasdaq goes around the world and take a, takes a look at entrepreneurial companies, and then buys into them or buys them to be able to grow their platform. Um, and that in itself has been given back to us. So we have the benefit of. Living in a big corporate or working in a big corporate and um, having the be- if I tell pick up the phone and tell people I'm phoning from Pricek, which is part of NicePass, they take my calls. Um, uh, in the beginning, you know, now that we're much bigger and well known, it gets a little easier. But that opens the doors for you. Mm-hmm. It helps. It's tremendous. But they allow us to fail and to break things. And uh, if you do it bad. There, it's not going to continue. They're going to end. Uh, but if you keep on doing things well, they've always supported us from that point of view. So we've we've had the best of both worlds. Um, that I can experiment with things and make a few mistakes. Um, and not everybody always has that. But what I want to do is reiterate that it's all the learnings that I've had along the way that has allowed me to get to this point. And everybody, if you continually continue, continue. 
you're going to find the things that, that work for you. Oh. Okay, Andre, let's take a brief recess and take a few words from our friends and then continue with the rest of the interview. Hey, we know you're a smart, savvy shopper, but you don't have all the time in the world to search all your favorite online stores for the best prices. Save yourself the time and energy by going to just one site, PriceCheck. PriceCheck helps you shop smart and save money by bringing all the choices to you. With PriceCheck, you get to compare the prices of products from all your favorite online stores with just one click. It's that easy. So, what are you waiting for? Shop smart, save lots, use PriceCheck. Visit pricecheck.co.ca or pricecheck.com.ng. See you there. Are you interested in increasing sales and driving higher profitability for your company? Do you want to reach over 50 million buyers and potential customers? Then head over to Conga Marketplace at conga.com. Conga.com is Nigeria's largest e-commerce marketplace that provides millions of customers the ability to access a wide variety of products at very attractive prices. Showcase your goods and services and watch your business explode. Go to conga.com, that's K-O-N-G-A, com and sign up to be a seller on Niger's largest marketplace. You, um, you're working with Price Check in South Africa. You see, uh-huh. you see Nigeria all the way over there to the west of Africa. What drives you to go into that market? And was that your first trip to Nigeria when you went to launch Price Check? And how did you find the Nigerian market? Um, geez, the, the, yes, my, my, well, my first trip to Nigeria was to go and take a look at, you know, what is this market and, and uh, determine, is this where we're going? There are a few things that um, drove us in that direction is that the online business is starting to grow. They're starting to become, deliveries are coming. The Nigerian market had just opened up a year or two before. Mm-hmm. I don't know the exact details, but the government had opened them up for imported goods and um, Nigeria is like brand new. I, I, I love using this analogy. If one wants to understand opportunity, um, if you take a look at the world, the average age of people in Germany is 45. The average age in Nigeria is 18. There's a phenomenal growth and development going to happen. There. It's going to explode. Uh, if it takes Nigeria another 10 years to get everything sorted out, then the average age is still 28. In Germany, they're all 55. And they're all, you know, money to go in Germany is old age. <laughs> Whereas there's massive opportunity in Nigeria. And Nigeria has got a big mobile um, uh, contingent, so we're moving into mobile there. Um, they've got a, what's interesting and what makes it different is that they've got a very, very <coughs> informal retail environment. We've got 180 million people and I think shop, six shopping centers. And they're small shopping centers. I think there are 25 or 30 shops in every, in yeah. those six shopping centers across 36 provinces. It's, it's the most uh, interesting dynamic. What we're doing now and where am I thinking is, this is not just for Nigeria, <coughs> but it's for the whole of Africa, is where we're going to start building price check in such a way that the local um, stores and local shops themselves can get onto price check. Uh, in a very clever way that we're working with, so that anybody across the continent can find a product on his mobile phone, which is close by. Hmm. 
Um, we went to go take a look at Kenya as well. But Kenya's come on, on the flip side again. They've got a very um, well-developed retail environment, but a very their, their online environment is very, very, very sparse, and it, it, it's very, very thin. So we haven't looked at that one yet. We looked at Ghana. Um, but then, yeah, so expansion into Nigeria is a the standard rules of the Internet is you've got to be first. You've got to be first to market. You've got to be the one that people come to. Hmm. Um, in, 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 on the continent, most of the guys have not learned about where searching is. They don't understand what, you know, Google, Yahoo, Bing. They're not on desktop. They're guided by new rules, by the person or the company or the, or the, the, the solution that will own search across the African continent on mobile. There it is then the next big thing that's going to happen is that somebody that owns search and then you must go and take a look at the search is different to desktop. Don't think a Western way, don't think the European way. Come and immerse yourself in the African thinking. What would people be think, looking for and what do they do, want, to, want to do with things? And this is our foray into Nigeria is to kind of understand that, to see how it works and then to win the market. Um, but it's a big one. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big one. It's, we're slowly but surely chipping away on it, at it, um, and one of the big things is, to, is, for, is our partnership um, with MTN, yeah. um, because it's important. The mobile operators are probably the biggest players in Africa. Right yeah. Okay, so what is the African way of thinking when it comes to looking at mobile? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, gee, the, it's, it's just, it's not a day stuff. Yeah. It's a mobile it's with me all the time. Yeah, I can. Uh, what's that? I can uh, right now with new smartphones. I can find things that I never were, were never be able to find. It's it's become that. I think it's you know the big win business of it being with you the whole time, and the, and, and then the the Uber type thinking of um, throwing the Apple card over that now. With search, it knows where I am, and it knows where the product is that I'm searching for, whatever it is that I'm searching. One can start putting the two points of connection you can put together. Okay. And that that in itself, I'm not sure where it's going to go, but that's going to change. Mm-hmm. Search and, 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 and determine how, how the African way of doing things is. Mm-hmm. So you've got the, I think the African, different African way of thinking is how is the continent different? I don't think it's, it's, it's cultural or, or people. It's how is the lay of the land different? We've got vast, vast amounts of, of, of um, uh, infrastructure uh, or land here with a infrastructure that is that, that still needs work. Yeah, yeah, because I do know that, um, like take Nigeria for example. Sometimes it's rather difficult if you order something online. The address, getting the address to go to it, um, it's a bit of a mess. So most of the e-commerce operators will typically call you and say, hey, we're coming to your neighborhood. Could you please help us um, give us some certain direction and where where you will be or where you are so that we can find our way to your neighborhood versus um, now, I guess, with the way technology is going, it will probably just be able to geolocate you on your smartphone and then use that to track you. Is that something you're seeing? Exactly. And you know what's going to become interesting is – 
in in the you know they, they if they say in the in in the past we were saying yeah they're going to be flying cars. My theory is that the flying cars that people saw in the future are drones. Mm. So think about that. If you had somebody could find exactly where you are on a mobile phone, you could bring a drone and and deliver it for you. I think the potential for drone deliveries across because it. Then you don't have a problem with roads, you don't have a problem with traffic lights, you don't have a problem with massive traffic. Um, and for, for, for drone delivery to be able to happen in Africa, I believe there's a massive scope, massive, massive growth potential for that type of thing. It's easy, it's quick, and I can actually, I don't have to take it to an address. All I need to know is where you are. You are. Like a driver that picks you up, the drone can drop anywhere. If somebody orders a product in the middle of... Uh, um, uh, Kenya next to a next to you know um, uh, Kilimanjaro and he's sitting there on a farm somewhere. A drone can drop it, but normal traffic and can, can, you know will take forever. It's an interesting play that, that yeah. it, it's a future thinking. But I'm sure that you know at some other point in time we're going to get batteries problem solved and a drone that can fly for two days. Yeah, oh, that's great. So let's switch gears a little bit. How do you view competition in your space? Like in the e-commerce, in the mobile space, and also in like the technology space. How do you see or view competition? See, the, the thing with competition is it's there, it's coming, and uh, we've got to be aware of it the whole time. Um, a lot of people try and do, or, or when they do business and things like that, they hide behind NDAs, and people come to us with a lot of opportunities frequently. And as much as we respect an NDA, we're not going to take some of these ideas. What you've got to realize, if we take a look at Asia and other, other places around the world, people have lots of money, and they have very little scruples at times. Uh, they will come, and you've just got to be better and faster and, 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 and quicker with them. If you're not, that it's going to overrun you. And you know what? It run, overruns fast, yeah. very, very, very fast. Old um, uh, industries like the taxi industry is being flipped on its head because of Uber. However, in South Africa, I was speaking to someone two days ago, Uber has suddenly made dry, using taxis fashionable. So, that, yeah, it's not a problem. Yeah, it's a benefit. It was never a big thing for us to use cab. Now, for me to just go outside and you know grab a cab quickly and go somewhere, is a fantastic thing. More and more people are doing that. Whereas in in, in, in old uh, industries like in New York, etc., I can understand that it is completely disruptive. Yeah, the disruptive is positive because it's it, it's making it easier for us to to, to start using these things. Um, and I think that the, the same is um, is, is happening with uh, a load of other things. But be aware they can come and they can change things in a heartbeat. Be aware that competition comes, but don't. Also, don't get bogged down. Don't uh, run frightened. If your stuff is better and you've got, 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 got uh, um, what's the name, um, more passion for something, it doesn't matter what the competition's got. You're going to win the war. Yeah. And it seems like you guys are winning the war because, um, what, in 2013, you guys beat over 100,000 apps to win the best international app of the year. How did you feel when that happened? <laughs> very, very, very happy. It was, it was um, 
we built this thing for, for, for specific needs. What was really nice about it is that it wasn't a chat app and it wasn't something else. It was actually a functional app that people could use. Um, and to be able to uh, be brought um, to the, the Western, to, to, to be brought into the competition and to be able to be voted that was quite spectacular. It, it, it was a big plus. Um, we'd always built the things in such a way that they could deliver what people were looking for. And it's nice to be able to be to have been recognized. Mm. Nice, nice, nice. So, I guess let's um, let's roll this back a little bit. We've talked about your, your background. We've talked about price check, where you're going, where you've come from. Let's talk a little bit about the future, and then we'll get into some advice for the people that are listening um, to the show. So, for the future of price check and let's say mobile in general, where do you see um, price check five, ten years from now? Where we'd like to reach is um, uh, you know, very, very holistically looking is that across um, the developable, developing world, that is is across the whole of Africa, um, I'd love to be the first port of call uh, for any product search and then to be able to see a, um, a, a, a a product that is either close by for you to go and pick up or it is available to be delivered, regardless if it takes a, week, a day, a week, or a month, because uh, it might ship from around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the necessity is there to be able to set up big... Uh, look, online is important, but offline retail is always going to be big. I'd like to be able to be the first port of call for search, and then it shows me if the product is close by, how to get there, and maybe how to um, generate a, a, a discount so that I can, because of my search, it helps me to get to a, a store, uh, a store's door. You can still take a look, you take a look at Walmart, uh, click and collect is more than 55% of their shopping is click and collect. People don't mind doing that. Uh, so yeah, the big, the, the, the long term plan for, uh, price check is for us to take a look at, uh, continent wide. I like to be wherever anybody has a mobile phone have a, a way for him to find something that is, that, that is local and all that I can deliver from him and we probably then you know, ship from anywhere in the world. Most companies are, the big company are shipping uh, free to a lot of a lot of companies across the African continent. Could you tell us a little bit about an obstacle you faced during your entrepreneurial journey and how you overcame it? Um, gee, I think for me, Problem with an entrepreneur is we're so optimistic that uh, <laughs> um, we we always see the good, um, but one must never confuse yourself with. with uh, I think your your biggest war is always with yourself, mm-hmm. um, and that you that you think uh, that your contribution to the world isn't important or isn't uh, that big or it isn't. Uh, uh, dynamic enough, you know, and are the people going to like my product? I think personal rejection is probably the biggest thing. Um, and it is a growth growth facet that one has to go through. You have to grow and learn that, um, you know what, it's, it's, it's your world. Um, it's, it's creative. Create a lot of the, the, the dynamics, the stuff you want to see around yourself. Um, yes, we live in a, in a reality that, you know, I can't suddenly say, well, you know, 
create a yacht, and I want to say, oh, wait, I am on a yacht. Did you guys see that? <laughs> um, but, you know, so we're in reality itself. We've got to learn lessons as we go along the way. But I think self-criticism and self-doubt are the two biggest things that can walk with one. Um, I find it a lot that I, you know, that I, that I and it, externally it, it, it might not always look that way, but that you, that you question things and you wonder about stuff. Um, and it's just that you go ahead and you mature in yourself, you start learning those lessons that, um, one, it's okay to fail. Uh, don't worry about that. And to take chances. If you screw it up, really, it's okay. The, 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 you, we have an inherent and, and, and dynamic way of standing up again. We're optimistic, we're entrepreneurs. Um, but if you don't take the big chances, you're not going to get the big deliveries. So I know you read a lot because uh, you've mentioned it so much in many of your talks. So what are some of your favorite books? You've already mentioned Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. But could you name, like, maybe one or two others, your favorite books, and why you enjoy those materials so much? Whether it's what? book, self-help material, tape, anything of the sort. Um, but one guy that you can really go and follow and, and listen are the talks and videos of Jim Rowan. Really, if there's one guy that you can go and take a look, find his videos, find his talks, go and listen to what this man has to say, and you'll hear a lot of what I say come from him. Um, it's, it's, it's probably the best advice, and I've listened to a vast amount of them. There's an interesting book um, that comes to mind right now, which is slightly off-kilter, but, but is uh, Bill Bryson's A Short History of Nearly Everything. Just put things in perspective about what an amazing time and planet we live in um, and how things have worked together. You know, if the moon didn't exist, we'd be under three kilometers of water. And how did the moon get there? Well, something crashed into the earth. And, you know, all these circumstantial things that put us on this phenomenal um, world that we live in. And we're going about and, you know, screwing it up and burning coal and all kinds of things. Whereas we have this, we, we, we live in a phenomenal, everything that is conspired to bring us together to where we are right now. It's quite spectacular. And it just brings one down to earth a little. Mm. You take a look at where you are. Um, then I'm reading Good to Great. Um, and Collins, right? Yes, 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 yes. I've just I've got his re- re- recent book right now. <laughs> um, uh, that I'm currently busy with. It is a really, 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 it's a fantastic book. Um, I'm liking his thinking. Mm, and I'm just trying to, you can see I'm going through the books next yeah. to my bed. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, is in my lab. Um, what? What books come to mind? The Pulling Hill that I enjoyed, and Rowan. Um, oh, one thing that's very interesting is go to tut.com. Let me just make sure if it's... Uh, yes. It's the home of a thing called the Notes from the Universe. Sign up for the daily uh, email. Um, and I can guarantee you there's no spam, but it's just a little note that reminds you um, that things are cool. It's okay. 
Carry on with it. We've got your back. Uh, go and take the chances. Nice. Go, go and take a look. But sign up for nothing else. Just the daily daily uh, notes and come back to me and tell me that, uh, you know what? Every now and again, it's like, oh, wait a minute. This is quite quite real. So, yeah. If you had to go back in time to give yourself a piece of advice based on your experiences in the past 15, 20 years of being in business, being an entrepreneur, if you had to go back to talk to yourself when you were first starting out, what, what's, what's the one critical piece of advice you'd, you'd tell yourself? It's okay. <laughs> were you always that worried about screwing up when you started? Yes. You know what? Uh, not by, well, yes, me, but our parents, yeah. church, schools, everybody don't give us that permission. Yeah. Be, uh, be wide eyed like a child with, you know, with, 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 uh, be amazed by things. Just, just, you know what? Just get this, this, um, don't lose the, the, the fascination and the imagination of a child. Mm. And, 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 you know, that is killed by schools, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, telling you that you can't screw up. Yes, you can. Yeah. It's okay. That's the one piece of advice that I would always give because I think I went to med school just because it was the right thing to do. Okay. It wasn't the right thing for me, but it was, you know, uh, it's okay. Don't fuck up things. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, great. So I guess the next question will probably be this. You are inspiring a lot of people right now. People look up to you. You have several talks online where you've given similar discussions. I want to know, who do you get inspired by? Or take, for example, if there was one great entrepreneur in our time, I was, I was going to say timeline, but in, in our lifetime right now, that you could sit down and have like a conversation with for 45 minutes. Who would that person be and what are the one or two questions you'd love to ask that person? Yo. Um, I think probably Chris Beckham. Uh, even though he's the guy, you know, I've dealt with him before. Uh, I, you know, I, we are now, Nascar is a new CEO. Um, I've just been thinking about a few interesting, oh, and the other one is South Africans, Elon Musk. Always. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I like that. There's a fantastic article saying that where South Africans have, 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 have achieved things, hmm. um, and, and where she, yeah, yeah, where, where, um, uh, you must go and read an article that says what America has lost, uh, won, and what South Africa has lost. Okay. Um, so Elon Musk, very definitely. Um, and then Chris Becker. And Chris Becker, I want to understand, I'd love to ask him a few questions about where did his thinking start, how did he get around to things, because he started off by writing an, 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 a, a thesis and an MBA on, on, on pay TV out of America for South Africa. And then why China? Why did he decide to go into Asia? Um, why do people make the decisions to go into all the different things that they go? Oh, interesting. And what about the question for Elon Musk? Um, where do you get all these crazy ideas, man? 
yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's just uh, well, Elon Musk. I think I'd, I'd more just like to shoot the breeze with him. Because okay. the crazy ideas come from people from Africa. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know the the uh, uh, Mark Shuttleworth, um, Elon Musk. Uh, go and take a look at that whole handful of them. Yeah. Um, all have some of the South African connection. There's a tremendous amount of guys that come from South Africa who do amazing things. Yeah. Um, with Elon Musk, I'd like to shoot the breeze and um, you know just understand how he gets the Americans to buy into his stuff. Great, great. And um, so we've reached the end of the show. So, is there any final? Parting words of wisdom you'd like to tell the listeners out there that are listening to this. Let's say, okay, well, for example, the one guy that is sitting in the office right now in his cubicle, he doesn't like his job. He's either American, Asian, or African. He's somewhere far from home, and he's thinking of studying something, and he's considering Africa. Is there one final parting words of wisdom you'd want to tell that guy? Two things. One, take the chance. Secondly, remember to think local. Mm-hmm. Don't bring uh, foreign thinking into this country. Bring your ideas, but then localize them. Great. Okay. And, with, and with that said, it's um, the end of the show. Unfortunately, I wish I could be here to talk to Andre for another hour or two. But um, Andre is a busy man. He has things to do. And um, it's really been a pleasure having you on the show, talking Sweet, to us. Thank you very much. And thanks for the listeners. I hope everything. somebody got something to take with them. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to share. Yeah, I have uh, a lot of notes, as you can see. <laughs> so, so I'm sure if somebody's listening for one hour and you don't get one piece, uh, then I don't know what to tell you. But I got uh, certainly a lot of things from it. And it's really been a joy talking to you and we wish you guys continued success with price check as you continue to expand across the continent and look forward to hearing more great stuff what what you're doing and maybe we'll talk to you again you know maybe sometime down the road and see how things have gone or see what other ideas you're kicking around or working on thank you very much all right take care don't let another minute go by without taking action to change your life Visit Ordeshi.com right now for more incredible resources, and we'll see you next time on Ordeshi, the Bulletproof Entrepreneur.